All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels. Hope you guys had a great weekend. You should have. That was an unbelievable couple of days of football. And for somebody who is a college first guy, well, high school first, but that's close. I love college football. It doesn't matter which one I put first. But sometimes the NFL can wear me out. And yesterday was a pretty awesome NFL day. Crazy games. Just crazy games. I watched the NFL most all day. You know, from the 12 o'clock early kicks to the late game last night. And I'm doing fantasy football this year, so that has me sucked in more than, than a couple of years. Fantasy football is a big deal for the NFL. You know, I can check out on my Saints in a moment's notice. But the fantasy stuff, it, it keeps me engaged. It's, it's huge uh, for the NFL. But what a, what a weird weekend of football. What a weird weekend of football. This isn't just a college thing either. I mean, it's NFL, it's it's all levels, but especially college. You just don't know. You just don't know. You just don't know. You think you know, but you don't know. Now, today we're just going to do a recap of, you know, the weekend. Uh, there's not a whole lot of recruiting stuff I can go through. I did go to games on Friday night and saw some prospects, but... I mean, the weather was so bad. I mean, we had a lake out there. You know, I went by St. Joe to see a couple of their young kids, uh, quarterback, you know, email Picarilla and uh, and their defensive lineman. Um, I always forget Reggie's last name. I think it's Reggie Vaughn. Just a senior citizen moment there. But it was so wet, and MRA had a chance to get out and see them. It, they have a young kid, a 10th grader, is going to be really good, and a 9th grader is going to be good. But it was so wet, I mean, there was not a whole lot I could gather from that. It was just high school football stuff. So um, I can do that tomorrow. Make some calls today, see what's going on in recruiting, and get you guys that tomorrow. But I wanted to do this. Recap Saturday, but just kind of do a breakdown of where the SEC is right now and where I think Ole Miss is going to fit into that. You know, I put up after the game what I project as far as the win-loss totals. And when you do that, it's not just dependent on how Ole Miss is doing or how your team is doing. You know, you're looking around at the landscape and see how everybody else is doing. And that's constantly shifting. Now, if I started with Ole Miss and what we saw Saturday, all right, this is what I saw and what I have seen thus far two games with the quarterback deal. And that's so funny to me because I'm I'm calling friends and couple other media guys it's so funny to me how people can see things so differently and I can I think some of that is just you know we see things differently I think some of that is we see what we want to see you know that's everybody when you make your mind up a certain player's better you just stick to it I do that I know fans do that but we can watch the same game and see it so different so different and I, I respect that this is where I was in the quarterback thing I've expected Jackson Dart to be the starter. I thought he would win it. When I'm watching the game Saturday, and I knew Central Arkansas was terrible. You know, I'd already told people, be prepared. Luke Altmyer's going to, he's going to crush it early. And I thought Dart would too when he came in. So I'm not watching stats. You know, I'm not watching numbers. 
are you throwing the ball where you want to throw the ball? Are you accurate with it? You making good decisions? Those things. Through a quarter, I thought Luke Altmeyer, I thought there was a real, I thought it was a difficult decision for the quarterback spot. I don't think Lane Kiffin has been giving that lip service. I know some fans are still determined. I know that that staff has been split on who the quarterback uh, that gives them the best chance to win is. Even though the fan base seems 90% with Jackson Dart, the new one, I, I know that staff is not there. And some fans are determined that that's not the case. I have no idea where they're getting that. But I believe that it was a legitimately split, which you know may not be great news. That could have meant that the quarterbacks aren't doing great, that one can't separate from the other one. But I went into that game thinking that, hey, this is, this is a tight race here. And through a quarter, I thought Luke looked really good. He started six of seven. It's, it's central Arkansas. So you're grading on a curve, right? Uh, but he's throwing the ball where he wants it. Uh, the ball's coming out of his hand pretty good. I thought he threw the ball well. He's making throws. I thought he looked good until he got hurt. And I saw the play where he got hurt because he came up and he's grabbing his shoulder. I don't know what that is. We could speculate, but who knows? You know, is it a shoulder sprain? Is it something else? Your clavicle, your whatever. Who knows? No idea. But I hate that happened to him because the second quarter, he did not perform well. And I'm going to chalk that up to the injury just because he looked so different in the first quarter. And it's not like Central Arkansas is this great opponent. You know, he just didn't throw the ball well the second, second quarter. And then in the second half, into the first half, Jackson Dart, uh, I thought he threw the ball really well. You know, I thought you got a little bit of what we're going to get all year. He had one series, and I can't remember which ones in the second half. He had one series where he made four or five throws. They looked like NFL-type throws. And then the next series was just was awful. I mean, the, how can a player that good be that inconsistent against an opponent like that? You know, where he just, man, right down the field and NFL throws and looked fantastic. And then like three throws the next series, just like easy gimme throws, just terrible throws. And then he rebounded from that series and strung together two or three series uh, in a row that were really good. Got dry mouth here for some reason. So I'm uh, grab a, a swig of this real quick. So you're going to hear some of that today. Don't know what I'm dealing with there. But. I thought Dart looked great in the second half. Um, Altmeyer, whatever he's dealing with, is uh, is an issue, and I would expect that Jackson Dart's going to be the quarterback going forward. Georgia Tech, I mean, I don't know what to expect there. You guys saw what they did in their game. They were much better than I anticipated against Clemson, but that's still a game that you're going to go into it as a heavy favorite. Probably that line will settle around 10 points or so. They just need Jackson Dart to make good decisions. And I haven't heard a decision made either way, and I haven't seen it announced, but I'm expecting he'll be the guy. He has tools. Uh, but like I'm having this conversation with friends that keep saying, hey, more talent, just more talent, just more talent. What does that mean? Like throws the ball hard? Okay, yeah, that's a talent. But quarterbacking is a lot more. And, and frankly, for this team, you know, that's not of the utmost important, throw the ball hard and throw the ball far. 
they need the quarterback to throw the ball straight and they need him to throw it straight to our players, make good decisions, be accurate with the ball, get it where it needs to get. They need those things. Number one this year. And then anything after that is gravy. Uh, But that team stacking up as a team that's pretty good defensively. I think the defense is actually very good. The running back room is, man, I don't want to get too far out in front of this. Zach Evans and Quinshaw Judkins this year, it, it would be very hard to find a better tandem that Ole Miss has had at the same time ever. Now, it's so early, and they have not played an opponent yet. I mean, they have not played a real opponent yet. So you can't get too far out there with that yet. But I'm just saying that I'm not ready to say that, but the potential is there for that. Where I would not be shocked a month in, six weeks in, that you're saying, man, are these the best two tandem of running backs Ole Miss has had there in my lifetime? We're talking 40-something years. You're talking like Deuce and uh, Joe Gunn, going back to that. I mean, Ely and Snoop were good last year. But, man, Quinshaw Jokins looks great. And Zach Evans looks exactly like people thought he was going to look. Now, what does that mean for win-loss total? I mean, Jackson Dart does have a lot of ability. But then there's a lot of things he has to improve on. The good news there is Lane Kiffin has a track record of helping co- of helping quarterbacks get there. Running backs are good. The offensive line, there's a few issues there. But overall, everything else has been good. But when you look around the SEC, what happened to Alabama? I can't believe that score. I mean, Texas almost pulled that off. And let's be honest, we all thought Texas was about to get embarrassed. Okay, then the A&M game versus Appalachian State. Okay, that was nonsense. I can't believe that happened. You saw the Marshall game with Notre Dame. I think some of this is the product of all of these transfers. And there's not, I mean, we always have upsets. But I think it has leveled things somewhat in college football, even early in this process, a year or two down the road. I think teams are a little closer and has made it possible for that to happen. Uh, A&M, yeah, whoever posted this on the board, we have to stop giving them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, Jimbo hasn't had good quarterback play since he got there. Like, that's an him issue. And, yeah, I think it's fair to say they have to do it first. But they have so much talent, and they've recruited at such a high level, it's just hard to discount that. But on the field, yeah, they have not produced. Alabama was in a tight game. Auburn and LSU, I thought, had a lot of talent, but they've looked like the sixth and seventh best teams in the SEC West. I think Mississippi State's pretty good. You can definitely tell they're experienced, and you can definitely tell they have experience under center. Arkansas, to me, and I told you guys this before the season started, I'm a huge K.J. Jefferson fan. You know, we'll agree to disagree on this one, uh, but I see people kind of ripping K.J. Jefferson as not a not a legit SEC quarterback. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Like, that guy screams big-time SEC quarterback. Maybe not NFL guy. I mean, he doesn't throw it well enough. But he's 250. He's built like Cam Newton. He can run it, and he throws it well enough. I mean, that that guy is hard to handle. We saw it firsthand last year. Arkansas, to me, looks great. 
So what does that mean? Alabama still obviously won. I, I, I still think there's a big difference between them and number two. Uh, but I don't know if we should – we should probably lump A&M now into the rest of the pack. I was lumping together Arkansas State and Ole Miss. I think you throw A&M in there now and then LSU and Auburn behind them. But there's four teams right after Alabama that are competing for that second spot. So what does that mean for Ole Miss? I don't know. We'll find out. Eight, nine wins or six, seven wins. It just depends on how those games are going to turn out. You know, how the Arkansas, the state game, the A&M game, how that plays out. I think they're going to be battles. I think those games are going to be close. But whoever wins them, that you're talking about number two in the SEC and winning 10 ball games. Uh, it's just it's just so different than I was expecting. I did not expect A&M to look that awful. I mean, for what they are paying Jimbo. And look, I don't think it was necessarily their youth. Everybody's blaming it on how young they are. No, they consistently have bad play under center. And when the head coach is the offensive or his background is offense, you don't expect that. You expect it to be better, but it's been bad. So Ross Bjork's probably, he's gotten them into something there. And if not him, whoever was responsible for that money, um, that's not going well. So we'll see what ends up with what happens with A&M. I still think Bama's going to be really good. Nick Saban will take that first game and he'll use it the rest of the year. He's got their attention. I still think that roster is talented. I'm not a big Bryce Young fan, but I do think that roster is top to bottom as talented as they've had. So we'll see. Maybe I could be wrong there. But you pencil them in, bam, top spot, and then everybody else, including Ole Miss, fighting for that number two spot after that. I'd probably give it to Arkansas today. But it's close amongst all of those teams. So we'll see. Um, what does that mean, though, for you and me? It means it's going to be a lot of fun to follow. Like this college football season has a chance to really be nuts. Now, what else is there? I thought Jonathan Mingo had a great game. I'm happy for him. Three catches over 100 yards. Two of those catches were Sports Center top 10 catches. He looks like he's moving well. Like I thought Mingo was terrific. And again, the opponent's bad, but I'm not just gauging it and basing it on stats. I mean, he looks really good to me. Um, anything else? I'm not going to single out anybody else. I want to save some stuff for tomorrow. The Nebraska situation, that's crazy to me, how Scott Frost can't win there. Can we go ahead and pencil in Scott Frost as the next offensive analyst at Alabama? And he'll try to get his career going back again. Man, had it pointed out to me yesterday, all of this Nebraska Lane Kiffin rumor stuff, that is, I don't think it's gone anywhere. I just think it's mainly message board, just fodder. I didn't know he had connections there. But I also didn't know Nebraska has been that terrible. They haven't been a top 10 program in 20 years. Like, you really have to go back that far. And they've been pretty much awful the last seven, eight, nine to 10 years. So that program is not anything like it used to be. Uh, the Big Ten has killed Nebraska, just killed it. And they have other issues too. So, yeah, I just don't – I can't see that going anywhere. But who knows? Uh, who knows? You never know with that stuff. All I know is Lane Kiffin is doing a great job at Ole Miss. And as long as that guy's there, 
especially with this year, you know, some concerns at quarterback. Will they get good quarterback play? It's hard to bet against him and what he's done there. Ceiling of 10 wins, basement of six. I still think it's somewhere there, but it's there if they play well to win a bunch of games because the West is way more open than I thought it was. That was a fun weekend, though. You should have enjoyed that. Hey, appreciate you guys. Chris Brooks on the Rebels 247 podcast with 247 Sports. We'll talk to you tomorrow.